Welcome to the Rival and Queen podcast, everyone. We're so glad you are here with us. Thanks for listening. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sarah. Happy I'm feeling Thursday. all the love. Yeah, I feel like it's a beautiful day. It's sunny. The weather has been amazing. And we're just feeling the love and the energy from everywhere. Sarah, I can feel it. You can feel it? It's also your birthday, Ash. So happy birthday. Oh my God. I know. 33, Sarah. Can you believe it? Magical. Magical day. Perfect day. The sun's shining. Well, we know it's going to be shining. Tell me, what is the theme for 33? What are you thinking? What is the theme? Well, I feel like this year has been so crazy already and it's finally starting to turn around and I'm just in the mind space of positivity, things that will work out are going to work out the way that they should be and are meant to be and just trust what's happening and let just be positive. And this is a big year in numbers for you too, isn't it? It's a positive year and? Apparently, well, Sarah turned me on to, is it human design? No, human design is something different. I think it was numerology that we got into the numbers. Okay, so Sarah had shared this like you put in your birthday and your time and all these different things. And it it starts kind of giving you this perspective on who you are and also has a huge part of numbers, which my lucky number is six. And then what's the secondary number? Oh, you have your life path number is six. Six. I don't know what the secondary There was another number it gave me, which was a three. So I've convinced that 33, obviously three plus three, six, there's two threes. I feel like it's just going to be a good year. I didn't know that was where you got this idea from. I think that's great. Sarah, I got that idea from you and that. I, I didn't know. <laughs> All the I, th- I feel like I'm just holding on to that. That's what's like mentally being like, this is going to be a good year, which I'm okay with that. A year of magic. I'm a so down. A year of magic. I love to set intentions for birthdays, so I'm glad you've got yours set. Good, good. Now, we talked with Tay, who we have on this show today, Tay Landry or Tay Anita, as she is known on social media. She is amazing. She's a badass. That's a word that comes to mind is badass. Badass. I love that. I was going to say she's like a spin co-queen and the creator of the her movement. She is badass. She's badass. She's a real leader and a woman empower. Empowering really anyone, but specifically, I think she resonates a lot with women. She works a lot with women, especially at Spinco. Um, But we were talking to her on the podcast about setting an intention and a challenge for birthdays is a really cool thing. So I think I'm going to do that as well, Sarah. Ooh, I like that. Do you want to tell us what your intention is going to be? Well, I wanted to do a... 33 day like oh heavy shit cleanse you're not going to be excited about this but I don't know if that's fully yet I might narrow that down because I do want to eat cake and drink wine around my birthday and into the weekend obviously okay but, into the but weekend, Tay, I was gonna say you could start yeah, the day after that's true and Tay actually I think it was Gabrielle Bernstein that she said that there's like a 21 day um, meditation challenge and I thought well maybe I'll just do something like that I did that in January I really liked it Okay. Gabrielle Bernstein's 21 day meditation challenge. I've got it. You can have a sneak peek if you want to see if you like it. The reason why I'm so invested in knowing what your 33 reset birthday cleanse is, 
I'm using air quotes. I don't it's know gonna, why. Because it's going to affect you. Because it's going to affect me and I feel like I'm going to have to do it with you. So I'm like, <laughs> if she comes up with like some 10 day juice cleanse, like Lord help me. You know, you'll, you'll kill me. <laughs> well, um, I won't make it. <laughs> no, you will make it. I just want to, I feel like it's New Year's day or new year's eve for some people like reset the year and like get hardcore on fitness or diets whatever i'm not into dieting i'd rather just be like super healthy and like enjoy it not feel like it's like a stressful process but that's kind of how i feel for my birthday just like a rebirth i'm with you on that it does feel like my new year's day it's like a fresh fresh year literally you get to reset i love that well if you want to do like a 15 day workout or 30 three-day workout challenge I'll yes do it with you will you do it with me yeah I will I'm into the virtual high fives <laughs> okay let's do that because I feel like that's something we both enjoy we can do from home and I'm gonna keep a chart Sarah I'm gonna know we every can day. do a 33-day celery juice cleanse with it I'll do will that you, will you deliver morning. deliver celery juice <laughs> well, to me for 33 days I mean in my heart I would love to I don't know that I can do it <laughs> physically no, I know. I, I wouldn't make you do that. But if you do the 33, you've heard it here first. It starts today. We better get on it. When do we have to go until? I don't know. We'll figure it out probably till like We'll June fill 24th. everyone in. Yeah, we'll yeah. fill everyone in. We'll be in top shape for summer for your birthday. Sarah. Thank God I found out I've gained five pounds in COVID. So loving you're, it. Can't wait to a, throw on the bikini. You're not alone. <laughs> I did weigh myself. I did definitely. I'm a few pounds higher than my like normal weight. So we, we'll, we'll get that off. You know what? I don't care. I love it. And what I'll tell you, oh my God, for everyone who are diehard Spinco fans, Tay owns a Spinco here in Halifax and in Bedford. And she Tay. does in this episode tell us the reopening plans. But I was just going to say, I feel like we need some like intense cardio like Spinco to get us, get us back into the our normal shape maybe our you can shape. maybe you can rent a bike from tay because i think that they are taking some bikes back to set up at a social distance um for for her rides but i think that they do rent out bikes there and i have a spin bike so you could join me mm-hmm. on this journey mm-hmm. and we I'm could be join spin shout out to tay and spinco i think it is the best spin experience you could ever have but I had a scarring spin experience at Good Life when I was 20 and I've never recovered, as you know. So yeah, I'm we, we not- did a, a spin co run. We actually did their 30 day challenge uh, probably this summer when they first opened. So two years ago, I guess. You did that. I did not do that. I thought you did. Okay, Sarah Pike no. and I did, definitely. <laughs> Someone did it with me. I think it was Piker. Not because I'm not an advocate for it. I think Spin is friggin' fantastic. And like, to be honest with you, Spinco is like a club, like a mm-hmm. dance club totally. spin class. And I friggin' love all, I love the lights. I love the music, all of that stuff. I'm so into it. Um, Ash, yeah. Great episode with Tay. Oh, so good. We cover so, so, so much. And... I didn't know this, but you guys knew each other growing up and you talked about that at the start of the episode. And we actually go back to like her upbringing and going to private school and really how, you know, she was bullied at that point and how that was really a motivation for her developing her self-expression. And she carries that through to what she's doing now. So that is really the basis of a lot of our conversation today. 
Yeah, it, it's really interesting because you never know what people have gone through. You never know. You see Tay, she's gorgeous. She's so empowering. She speaks so well and knows who she is. And you would just never really uh, understand that kind of pain she felt when she was in high school. So it's really interesting to hear how she's kind of evolved from then until now and uh, built that confidence and helps empower women and, and push them up and boost them up, which is really cool. Yeah. And of course, we learned all about the HER movement in this episode, which we're super stoked for. There is an event this Sunday. If you want to join, you still have time. You can get tickets. It's a free event. It's going to be virtual online. And that's Tay's leading that and Dr. Mallory, who's been on the podcast before. So Ash and I are going. We're super stoked. Yeah, it's a virtual event, and Tay did say that there will be a few surprise guests. So I think it's going to be an afternoon of inspiration and motivation and just connection, which we're all craving so much right now. So, so join. You can get tickets at on Tay's Instagram, at Tay Anita. We'll have the link in the show notes, so you can check those out there. We're and it's free, the event, so sign up and just take it all in. Yeah, this is a great episode. You'll leave uplifted. We talk about gratitude as well, so we get back into that. It's like just a really nice time. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty still going on with COVID. We're starting to get it. We're starting to be a little more free, which is awesome, but there's still so much uncertainty. And one of the things that Tay reminded us, reminded us of in the episode was something Dr. Mal had said, which is you can't be grateful and scared at the same time. So if you focus on gratitude, mm-hmm. you're throwing those vibes out. Ash, Sarah. what are you grateful for right now? Um, I'm <laughs> grateful for my friends right now. I feel like you've done so much in the last week even to make me feel special and special around my birthday. So I'm just grateful for you, Sarah. Ashley Kiel Bertowski, I love you. I'm so grateful for I love you. you, my yeah. little soul sister. Oh, I love <laughs> that you. is a very nice. Wait till you see what we got in store today for your birthday. My God, I can't wait. I'm You'll be scared. ten out of ten by the time this episode's out. You're going to be so lit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. Let's let's kick thirty three off. <laughs> and anyone listening. You can wish Ash a happy birthday message if you want on our Instagram at Rival and Queen. We love them all. I'd love that. Come on over. We'd love to hear from you. And also, if you've been enjoying listening to Sarah and I and all the guests that we've been uh, lucky to interview and talk with, go on over and give us a review, like, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. And it really helps us continue to do what we do. Love it. Shall we dive in? Let's do it. Hey, we are so excited to have you joining Sarah and I tonight. Tay is also a, f- a valley girl like myself from a very small town. And our fathers were both in the car business. So it's interesting that we never really grew up knowing each other. And we kind of cre- like connected, I guess, in the, the last few years. Um, and it's uh, it's really nice that we, we are in this place. And we're happy, Sarah. And uh, you and I are here tonight together, virtually, in our virtual studio. So welcome. I love it. Thank you so much. That is right. My mom always reminds me that your parents were, are they still in the car business? They're not. My dad sold his dealership. So they're uh, kind of retired. He's semi-retired. So 
Yeah, I feel like people like people like our parents don't fully ever retire, right? <laughs> no, no. My dad would go absolutely crazy. So funny. So you are from Berwick. I'm from Berwick, born and raised. Amazing. But you went to King's Edge Hall, is that right? You didn't go to school there. I so I actually I went I went to Berwick school for a little bit and then obviously I went to for one year to Central Kings. It was a huge lesson in my life. I learned a lot about how sometimes people can treat others. So I was actually extremely bullied in grade 10 and then moved to King's Edge Hill because I had to switch schools. Um, I wanted a better education or, you know, um, an elevated education. And also you had cadets and you had other things that taught you so many different lessons at that age. So that was awesome. King's Edge Hill actually changed the trajectory of my life. Um, I'm super grateful for it. At first I was like, why do I have to be here? Like, I want to just, you know, be in public school with my family. And anyway, it worked out. It was a blessing in disguise. Um, I am who I am today because of it, for sure. That's awesome. My parents used to threaten that they would send me to King's Edge. Not like it was a bad thing or a bad place. And I used to joke to them, like, send me there. I don't know why. They just thought, like, that was a threat to, like, ship me off to school. <laughs> People think it's, like, punishment because, I mean, the cadets, I, so cadets is every Wednesday, um, I forget what time it was, but anyway, I was sick on a lot of Wednesdays. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> That's hilarious. Can only take so much. So, what did you do after you graduated King's Edge Hill? So, I went to McGill. I, I wanted to be a lawyer, actually. Really? Sorry. Um, so, I went to McGill because they had a minor in law um, program available. So, I did that for a short while. Ended up being super homesick. Of course, you guys know I'm super close to my mom. So <laughs> very hard, Mama Lisa. Um, so I moved back to Dalhousie. Um, they didn't have the same program. So I was majoring in political science and then um, switched around a bit, went into business, started a fashion magazine, ended up not finishing my degree because I was discovered on Instagram and ended up flying out to LA. Like it's a crazy story. So yeah, I still haven't graduated from university. <laughs> I haven't either. <laughs> Join the club. Sarah has. <laughs> Another thing in common. I love it. <laughs> I love that you were discovered on Instagram. What the hell does that mean? That sounds so fascinating. It, it, it sounds a lot cooler. <laughs> when someone had, when I'm going to discover us, Sarah? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so it's crazy. So I, um, my mom bought me um, a leather jacket that had like pony hair arms um, for Christmas one year. And that was back when like the mirror selfie was just becoming a thing. So I was flying back from Florida where she bought me the jacket and I was stuck in a snowstorm in Montreal. And I posted a mirror selfie in the hotel room. And I tagged the designer of the jacket and funny story. He ends up like liking the photo, finding it. And then we kind of started talking a little bit. He's like, I love your vision. And back then I'm, I honestly, it's hilarious. Cause I was dressed up in the most crazy things, like <laughs> massive high heels, crazy bright blue fur. Like I looked like big bird half the time. I really, <laughs> I'm like, Who let me out of the house like this? Like I, re- anyway, it's hilarious. So um, yeah, so then he um, discovered me on Instagram, and then um, I was flying out to LA to work with him to design on some really cool projects. Um, I met some incredibly inspiring people where I thought I would never ever get the chance to even hear a story like this, and I was actually working with them. So it was honestly the 
coolest thing that ever happened to me. That's so cool. And it's very serendipitous. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. You got to give some shout out to the big bird style. Sarah has a big bird coat behind her that I can see on her rack. (laughs) For anyone that's watching the video, Sarah has a beautiful pink fur coat. I love it. I'm a big fan of of the outrageous style. So I think that's awesome. You were just ahead of your time. Owning it. So you kind of just started building your Instagram and your your followers and and kind of a name for yourself that way. Just, you know, it wasn't like there was no such thing as an influencer. So um, Mm. I wanted to start a blog. This is a funny story. My brother, if he ever listens to this, he'll kill me, but I love him for (laughs) it. me so much but I wanted to start a fashion blog um that was when like the blonde salad was just becoming a thing I don't know if you guys follow her um anyway so I started posting mirror selfies and I was living with my brother at the time and he used to make fun of me severely like severely (laughs) I would be in tears and it was horrible but I love him for it now. Um, he's taught me a lot in my life. I think if like it's it's tough love for sure. <laughs> yes, I have a brother as well. I feel I feel you. <laughs> so I have some tough skin now. Um, thanks to Logan Landry. Shout out to you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, yeah. So I wanted to start a fashion blog. Ended up like getting the domain. I forget like what platform we were making it on back then, but it, it was funny. Um, And then, of course, after being made fun of, I was like so unsure and I doubted myself so much that I actually deleted it. So I would just kind of post my expressions on Instagram and it wasn't to get followers or it wasn't for any other reason than just to express myself. Self-expression was a huge thing then. And I had just come from the private school where you had to wear a uniform every day. So I was kind of like rediscovering myself and kind of playing around with who I wanted to be. And I find the way that you dress yourself can can tell a lot about who you are and, you know, it's self-expression. And I love that. That's the whole reason I got into fashion. So yeah, anyway, the blog didn't end up becoming a thing. And that's how I started building my Instagram is just because I wanted to express myself. I needed a, like, I needed an avenue to do that because I I Mm. don't know, I must've been, I must've felt confined or something. (laughs) (laughs) You needed to break free, rebel against the uniform. (laughs) For you, Logan. (laughs) (laughs) I freaking love that. One of the reasons why we've connected here today, Tay, is because you, the last few years, and and as you're kind of talking about growing up, getting into the fashion industry, it's starting to connect some of these dots, but you have started to create the Her Movement. And Ashley and I have been following you and loving this kind of women's empowerment that you are creating. And I think even from what you've just told us, it seems like the roots of this are going all the way back probably to when you were in high school and Mm -hmm. really building that confidence and being able to express yourself. Absolutely. It definitely goes back to those days where I was bullied. I want to live in a world where women support each other. I want to live in a world where we're all on the same team. And when you win, I win. And when I win, you win. I don't ever see it as competition. I, I don't, it's funny. I was driving the other day with my mom and um, we were talking about jealousy and, and I don't say this to, to, to um, think I'm superior or anything, but I actually, my, my mom has really instilled in me to not feel jealous. And, and I really, I, I don't have the ability to feel jealous of other women. I, I want to see other women win and I want to encourage them and I want to be on their team because I think if we're all on the same team like we, we could take over the world like the 
the power of, of a woman is unmatched when they like stand together. And I love that so much. And I think it definitely goes back to those days where I was so bullied one day at my high school. Um, it was for my expression of fashion, actually my expression of self, because I was on another trip to Florida. And um, so half of my family grew up in Florida. So I spent a lot of time there growing up. But anyway, I bought these um, yellow polka dotted wedges and I was in grade 10 and them. You know, right mm-hmm. <laughs> open toe really cute um and I wore them to school because I, I loved them and I, I wanted to express myself I wanted to celebrate that these were like the coolest shoes ever and I wore them to school I was extremely bullied that day for wearing those shoes and I ended up putting them in my locker and walking around bare feet that barefoot that day because I I was so upset that I could be people could be so hurtful just for the way that I looked or the way that I dressed. And that thing made me happy and they kind of took that away from me. So Mm. definitely goes back to those days for sure. And I just know that your style would have been a 10 out of 10 compared to some people's style in the Valley. So that is a shame. I'm sorry to hear that. And people can be really mean and words are hurtful. I don't think sometimes people understand how powerful words are and that they carry a lot of weight and that they stay with people like you're you know kind of still talking about this story and it stays with them forever so it's it's important to to express yourself and as we get older I think it's easier to do that because you're more confident and comfortable with who you are but uh, people probably definitely still struggle with any age I mean so when I was younger I thought i pray to God this ends soon. And I just want this to all end. I want people to be nice to each other. And, um, I was brought up in a family where, you know, other than my brother being a little judgmental, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, I was brought up in a family that encouraged, like, we are so loving and we like think each other, we, we think each other could like do anything in the world. Like literally, um, my grandmother says, if I wanted to fly, I totally could. So, and I believe her, (laughs) like I actually do. So, I always say like, there's so much power in your words, like it's life or death for people. And um, I think that words have the power to uplift people or take them down very easily. Um, Especially when you're at that age that I was at in grade 10, um, you're you're looking for people to accept you. Totally. Uh, right. So I think that that made it, you're at, you're at that age where you're so easily impacted by the people around you and influence. So that was really tough. It, it didn't, it, it's been a long, long healing process. And, and I still think that I'm going through it. I'm so timid to let people into my circle. I mean, that has now been a blessing because um, I learned that even though I'm 27 now, I'm still faced with people that aren't nice or people that that, that don't see the world through the same lens as me. So mm-hmm. I think that that's really difficult because I thought that this would all end when we all grew up, when we're all grown up, people will be nice to each other and people will want to see each other win. And that's not necessarily the case. I want that to be the case. And that's why I started the HER movement. So tell us about the HER movement, Tay. Like, what is this? So it's funny because I don't know exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I love that answer so much. So it's funny because the her movement, like I was telling you guys the other day, like it was born out of a desire to celebrate women on International Women's Day. It was a spin class. And then I wanted to bring this message. And then 
people were just really attracted to the messaging of the spin class. And then I, my, my wheels were turning and I'm like, I have to bring this to people that can't be in the spin room because that is exclusive. I, this needs to be inclusive. This needs to be for everyone. Cause this is for everyone, no matter who you are, no matter, you know, if you can be in the room or if you can't be in the room, this is for everyone. So I had my first in-person event, April 7th, I think at the Oz shoe shop, um, downtown in Halifax. And it was an amazing event. It was sold out. It was super cool. I had Dr. Mallory and Shannon Chappelle by my side. So cool. And then obviously this just, it just grew and grew and grew. And I'm like, what is this? So I don't know what it is. It's a platform to encourage women to be who they were called, created, and intended to be, to empower women and men. So I want to make that clear. Um, At first, I was like, this is a platform for women. I was so wrong. Like, this Mm -hmm. is a platform for all people. Mm -hmm. Uh, We use the language of, of her, but it doesn't mean that if you're a man or whoever you identify with, you're not welcome. Like everyone is welcome. And um, so there are a lot of guys actually signed up for the event on Sunday, which is so cool. I'm like, I'm really into that. And I think the more and more I grow this unknown mystery. Organic movement. That's so awesome though, that it's kind of just taking on a life of its own and, and you're facilitating that. Yeah. I'm just kind of like letting it shape itself and mold itself, but I'm giving it life. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it because people are like, yeah, so what's the hermit? And I'm like, literally no idea. What is it to you? Mm. <laughs> I want to know what you think it is. <laughs> so for anyone listening, when we had a call with Tay last week, she did tell us the her movement was inspired out of a spin code class. You weren't into doing or teaching themed classes at that time, yeah. Tay. So yeah. just tell us a little bit about how, how, how it happened. The infamous so, spin class. Yeah. Um, so I own a few spin studios and um, we do theme rides. So people will come in and do Beyonce or Britney Spears and all the tracks are the artists, right? Or you could do like rave rides. Now we do, I don't know, country rides, whatever it is. And I don't know what it is, but that didn't really connect with me because in the room, my messaging is really different from like a fun light vibe it's very deep and it's kind of extremely transformative don't get me wrong a country ride can be super transformative but you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) something for everyone exactly um and everyone feels feels differently and is impacted differently by different things so I was like I don't know I don't really know how to do that but International Women's Day was coming up so I'm like you know what let's celebrate women. I'm going to call it the her ride. And I didn't, I literally didn't think about the name. I think I said to you guys on the phone the other day that I wish I thought more about the name, but her just came out of my mouth in the moment when I was like typing it into the programming. And then it became a thing. It became its name. So I didn't plan this. I didn't come, like I didn't do any of the normal things of how to build a platform or how to build a business. And I've done all of that. So it's kind of refreshing to walk through this journey without actually doing all the things that I would normally do to start a movement or start a business or a brand. So I think it's probably the name it's meant to be. Like it came to you in that moment. It's probably good. You didn't think about it more. Yeah. I think that sometimes like your first instinct is like the right thing. Sometimes. (laughs) In this case, I think it's good. I feel like in this episode, we can, by the end of this, figure out what the her movement is. Like I this, hope so. <laughs> maybe this is the goal of this episode. 
by the end of it for everyone listening, you'll know. (laughs) And so you're hosting your first virtual her event on May 24th. Is that right? That is right. right? Okay. Got it right. So what can people kind of expect or if this comes out after what? Yeah. I'm kidding. Um, so I mean, I'm half kidding, honestly. Um, because when I first put it out there, I honestly, first of all, I want to say thank you to both of you because you guys were the ones that inspired this. So big <laughs> shout out to both of you. Seriously. We'll take all the credit, Tay. All the credit. <laughs> deserve it. Because after the wine tasting, I was like, oh my gosh, why am I not offering a, a um a space where people can come and do the her thing, whatever it is. Like, like it, it was so inspiring. So thank you. Um, so yeah, people can expect to be inspired, to be encouraged, to be lifted, to come together in a group of hopefully a thousand people, but it, it could yeah, That's the goal. So Dr. Mallory Ryan, who you guys have interviewed, um, is going to be speaking. Um, my friend, she's my friend, Victoria Brown. You guys have to follow her on Instagram. She's an amazing mm inspirational force she's a senior soul cycle instructor she has i think i know her so she has her own movement called very best self empowering people like it's very similar to the her movement so we're kind of we're coming together because we really are in in alignment with a lot of our messaging and it's really cool when two people can come together that have similar um visions for their life um so she's going to be speaking um a couple other people that i can't announce yet um hopefully are speaking um and then i'm going to be sharing my story as well so i'm really looking forward to it um i've partnered with a bunch of local businesses because as as a local business owner i i know what we're being faced with right now is extremely difficult and there's a lot of uncertainty um so i just want to support local businesses and all of them are female owned and operated, which is also really cool. Um, I'm actually, I just received a message from a guy that's joining in and he's from Brazil and he's like, let's, let's try and find a local like menswear store. So um, I'm going to be doing that later tonight. Um, so it'll be really cool. I'm just, I just want to support and, and lift people up right now. That's the whole mission of the HER movement. So um, yeah, partnering with a bunch of local businesses and that's it. It's a two hour event. We always do a celery juice cheers at the end of the event. So make sure that you guys pick up your celery juice. It's like our thing. I've okay. been juicing uh, celery every morning. I've got <laughs> bags upstairs. So okay. I'm glad you told me. What do you think about the celery juice? Because whenever I do it, I feel so much better, but it's just a ton of work. Well, it's not that much work, but you know. If you're it feels a- like a ton of work. You have to like work it into your routine. Yeah. I love it. I feel so good in the morning. But here's like the deal I made with myself. I have to clean the juicer as soon as I'm done. Yeah, you won't do that. Or it just becomes like an ordeal hanging over me. So it's like while I'm still sipping it, everything's in the sink being clean. I like that. I like that. I do that too. I mean, I don't juice as much as I should. I, I get a lot of juice from the juice press. <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out to the juice press. I love you guys. But yeah, celery juice is incredible for the skin. So So, pick up your celery juice or Sarah, I'll come over and pick one up from you. (laughs) I'll be handing out celery juice. I got rid of my juicer when I moved because I hadn't used it in a while. And I'm a very, or I like to get rid of things if I don't need them or use them. So I don't have one anymore, but I'll get some juice. Perfect. (laughs) So with the virtual event, it's awesome that you found a way to take the Her Movement online because I know you had, you told us about your first event, Oz, which sold out, but then you actually did like a cross Canada tour. 
for the her yeah, movement, yeah. didn't you? So, but it was on the bike. So it was in Spinco classes. Yeah, Amazing. it was crazy. 13 cities. Actually, I think I ended up doing, uh, so 13 cities, 15 studios. Um, it, it was so cool. Um, I think all of them sold out. Like yeah. one didn't, um, but we filled the bike. Um, anyway, it was, it was an incredible experience. I flew, um, to each city in a week. (laughs) You went to 13 cities in a week? Yeah. What, but keep in mind, like Moncton was a drive and Bedford is like 20 minutes away from Halifax. So, okay. uh, Oh, I also didn't go to the West coast. It was all East coast. It's like Montreal, Toronto, yeah. 13 cities in okay. seven days so still Ottawa. sounds very oh, impressive. Funny story about the Ottawa situation. Um, I So also, fun fact about myself, I always book flights the night before I leave on a trip. And it's <laughs> the worst thing because it's so much more expensive and it's a wreck. So anyway, there weren't any flights going from Ottawa to Montreal the night that I needed to get there. Um, so I was like, oh, perfect. I'll just Uber. This was late at night. And, um, there was no Ubers available. And so I was like, crap, I'm actually screwed. I have to get to Montreal tonight. So anyway, um, I called a lift and he came and he's like, and apparently you don't know where you're going, um, before you accept that's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. They have no idea. No idea. (laughs) So he comes to the Spinco Ottawa studio and he finally accepts it. He's like, you're going to Montreal. And I was like, yeah. I don't know how long the drive is, but it's long. Okay. It's like and two it's, and a half hours, I yeah, think. Late at night. And I'm like, I have to get there. And I'm like, please. And I have my suitcase. Like an, he was a nice older man. He was so nice. I said, please. He's like, honestly, I have to call my wife and see if she's okay with it. He's like, I will only take you because I have a daughter and I would never leave you on the side of the street without like, um, you know, with a place to go, not a place to go. Oh, I was nice. like, okay. So I wanted to talk to his wife because I felt so bad. And I invited her to come on the ride. She didn't end up coming, but he had to drop her off um, a meal. It was the cutest thing ever. We had the, we had the best talk on the way. Mm. to Montreal. He drove me all the way. I didn't pay through Lyft. I paid him cash. We stopped at a gas station. Honestly, it was like out of a movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then the worst part about it, and I still feel bad to this day, he had to drive all the way back. Like, that's the worst part. He did, because he couldn't, he couldn't bring someone back, right? So anyway. Yes. Oh, because he wasn't, like, using it with the program or whatever. <laughs> what a nice, there's some nice humans out there, Tay. There are, see, there are good people. <laughs> so you made it, you made it just in time for your, was that your last end of the tour? For that part, I had a couple days rest, I think, in Halifax when I got back from Halifax, and then I went to Moncton, if I do remember correctly. I feel like I'm messing this story up a little bit, but I, then I went to Moncton. It was before the Moncton studio opened, so we did it at Closet Boutique in a... In a oh, yeah. I remember seeing yeah. that. It, and it was so cool. It was really That's cool. That's amazing. It was such a different experience, so... Well, awesome. and when you are able to do something like that, like hit 13 cities, ones that you aren't even necessarily that connected to personally, and they're selling out, it is a really good signal to you that whatever this her movement is, which we're going to dive into more, this encouragement, empowerment, and finding your like kind of purpose, people need that. Yeah. 
for sure. It was it was such an eye opening experience because I, I really I had no idea. And um, I think it's part of who I am is that I go into a lot of things having no idea and I just figure it out as I go and, and make it up as I go. Um, I've never given I just I think kind of with how I named the her thing is kind of how I live my life is just kind of like, okay, let's do this. Oh, that's the right thing to do. Let's do it. I just, I always act um, sometimes without thinking about it too much, but I find that's when doubt and all those fears can come up. So I don't give myself a lot of time to think about the thing. I just know, I trust that what is meant for me um, will show up. So Obviously, you have to be careful with acting like that because you can get into a lot of dangerous situations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you're doing it, um, you know, if you're, you have to do it in the right way. You're following your heart too, I think. Yeah, I definitely follow my heart. I Sarah it. and I make a lot of decisions like that. We just kind of make the decision and move on because we just know it's going in the right direction and why dwell. Even when we started the podcast, it was just like, let's just do it. Let's not let anything really block us and, and just flow through. Yeah, I actually, I read Mel Robbins five second rule book. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that book, but that book was huge for me. So she was going through a time in her life where she was really stuck. She was um, dealing with depression and anxiety and she would never get up from bed. Um, anyway, so she came up with this tool that she would count from, she would go five, four, three, two, one and move. And so I started implementing that into my life uh, a couple years ago. And so now that that time where I would ever give myself time to hesitate is even shortened now. So I call it my comeback muscle. I, mm-hmm. I like build that. So it's it's if I fail, my comeback muscle is like really strong right now because I've failed so much. And it's kind of the same thing as like you could you could keep waiting for things to happen. And I feel like right now. The season of life that we're in, a lot of people and, and myself included, I just feel like the general feeling you can get so stuck and you can kind of wait around for the world to go back to the normal, which is also never going to be the same. So why not take this time and, and not waste it waiting for what's to come and worrying about what's to come, but actually making forward motion. And I said yesterday in my stories, like forward motion can be resting and taking a moment for yourself and knowing that you need a day to rest or a, a day to reset or reprioritize or restructure your life, whatever it is. But at least you, you, you need to be making forward motion. Um, I mean, it's essential in life. And sometimes too, when you can't see what the bigger path is, and I think this is a very big theme for me, it's like I'm getting very clear next steps, but not kind of the full vision. Mm-hmm. It's just about taking that next step forward. Like what is the best thing you can do right now? Mm-hmm. And you don't have to have the, all those answers. And I think, you know, Ash is saying like, we kind of do that with the podcast. It's not about, we don't have this huge grand plan. It's like, this is the next step right now. This is what we're supposed to be doing. And it sounds like that with the Her Movement, like you came to the wine event and the next day we're like, we need to do this. Yeah. Like we're doing an online That's event. Like the next day. I just, I, I think that, I think- we couldn't, we can waste a lot of time. Like time is so precious. And all, also like a big part of my messaging is like, tomorrow's not guaranteed. You've got to make the move today. Like, why mm-hmm. are you waiting? Cause there's no better time than now. And like, mm-hmm. that seems so cliche sometimes, but like, it's, it's just the truth. I, I think that there's so much power in making a move. And mm-hmm. even if there's small steps and even if it's just like one foot in front of the other, you're making that movement and movement 
I mean, I always say movement has the power to disrupt what doesn't serve us. So even if, Ooh, that's cool. even if you're like making a move that maybe isn't the right move, you're making a move. At least you did not make a move. Mm. I live like that a lot. I think that that's so important that people get stuck on decision-making or where they are in their lives, but they're worrying about things that they can't control. They're, you know what I mean? If you do, I know Sarah and I talked about this even, I think it was your bedroom, Sarah, or something in your house that you just started kind of redecorating, putting stuff out because you're eventually going to want to make a, another move, but you just want to make it your home now. And then that step kind of like leads you to something else. Like it sounds so crazy, but it makes everything so much easier. It makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think right now where there's so much uncertainty for people and you're not like for a lot of people, they can't see what that longer term, mm-hmm. what the next year is going to look like, what their career steps can be right now. What, you know what I mean? It's really hard to set those traditional goals right now. And so it's a really nice time to actually tap into kind of that. What is that shorter? Like what is that, those, those little things you can do right now to help move you forward rather than having to have a big long plan. It kind of gets us you know, we can be in action in a new way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I absolutely love that. I think it's really powerful. It's necessary right now. Yeah. I want to talk about Mama Lisa for a second because I know she's a she's huge so happy part. <laughs> well, we always see her um, all over your social media and more recently on TikTok. I don't know if that's something because of COVID. You guys are so cute. And your mom is such a good sport when you're getting her to do all these dances. I love it. She loves it. By the way, um, Mama Lisa is the instigator behind the TikTok. So um, <laughs> your mother is so cool. Yeah, she's so the cool. person you'll ever meet. So she follows this girl on TikTok that's like a big like TikTok. Or no, she doesn't have it. My mom doesn't have her own TikTok account. She uses mine. But she follows this girl on Instagram and she's like this professional dancer. So she's really good. My mom sends me at least once a day, this is the one we're going to do next. I think I can do it. I'm like, yes, let's go. So I learned the dance and then I teach it to my mom. And it's the funniest thing. Like we have so many great laughs. She's just a gamer for everything. Like she loves life so much. She really That's does. So awesome. That's such a great way to spend time with your mother too. Let's learn dances together. Yeah. You can really tell that you guys have such a healthy, amazing relationship and you are a very positive person. Like I can even feel your positive energy through our virtual studio, but your mom seems to always be like laughing and smiling. So that's really nice that you guys are able to, to have so much fun together. Cause that's yeah, so she, important. Um, I think I've maybe seen her in a bad mood once in my life. <laughs> God maybe. love her. And it was, not too long ago. So she was helping me with something in my apartment. She was like a little bit edgy and I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, and, and I think that this is a really healthy part of our relationship. By the way, we haven't always had a healthy relationship. There were moments in my life where, um, we were just trying to navigate through what worked and what didn't work. And like, she has really strong opinions on who I'm dating. So I've been a little bit of an issue. Um, but I'm thankful for her, you know, encouragement um, against some of my decisions because um, they, you know, mothers do know best sometimes, but it, it's like, you have to learn your, your lesson in order to actually go through it. Anyway, um, so she was like a little edgy a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. And, and I, I love this about her because she's 
like I said, she's never, ever edgy and she's always the life of the party. She literally, I explained my mom by this, by saying this, she dances through life. Like even in the storms, even in the craziest like tornado, hurricane, she's dancing. And it's like the coolest thing to watch someone do that. Like she, um, so when I was 11, um, we, I lost my uncle who was her brother and it was a tragic death, um, completely out of the blue. We had no idea that he was faced with health issues. He didn't know it was tragic. Um, completely rocked our worlds. Like we will never be the same. Um, we still talk about him every day. It was, it was the craziest journey through heartbreak, through like trying to understand, like, why did this happen? You know, you, Mm -hmm. when, when things like that happen, you're just like, why? Like you, you wonder, and, you know, with our strong faith, it was just kind of like, okay, well, like this is, doesn't make sense. So why, but anyway, um, just, just seeing her walk through that was like the most powerful thing that you could, could see because to know that like sometimes when people preach things or when they talk about things or they give you advice, but they don't actually embody it. Like she actually embodies everything that she says. And she's such a remarkable person and she carries everyone else's weight. And I try to help her not do that and try to do things for herself, but she's such a selfless person which can have its downfalls because there can be so much weight upon your shoulders that it's hard to go through life and hard to dance when you have so much weight on your shoulders. But um, she's, she's remarkable. I mean, she's amazing. Like the coolest person you'll ever meet. You guys have, we all, we'll have to do a team TikTok. Well, yes. Ash and I have never done a TikTok yet. There's a very good dancer though. So I'll try. Yeah. She has really like dance teams and stuff. I love that. That's awesome. You can we'll have to tap there. into it. Tay, it sounds like your family, like just from listening to you truly like radiate about your love for your mother just then, it sounds like your family's played a huge kind of role in your life and in even what you're doing with business and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I would be without my family. Um, it's crazy. I'm so close to them. I was made fun of a lot uh, because of my relationship with my family, um, because I was so close and I would rather hang out with my mom than those girls in high school or, so I think I always say like under her leadership, but she just taught me so much about life and I actually enjoyed being around her and she's such an encourager and she gets that from my grandparents. Um, My grandfather just passed away in December and sorry, I, I, I weirdly like talking about death because (laughs) I have such a different perspective on it and I'm like so okay with talking about it. But um, anyway, so she has just encouraged me my whole life and got that from her parents. Like we are all so confident because of that. And I think that there's so much power over the words, like we were talking about earlier in the conversation, there's so much power over the words that you speak over someone's life. Like Hmm. it's crazy. So yeah, I, I'm so close with my family. Um, my dad has inspired me to be an entrepreneur and, um, my grandfather wanted me to be everything I wanted to be. And there were no limits. I could be everything you can, you can do and be all things. He always said, and he wanted me to take big risks. He always believed in that. Um, so yeah, being close to my family has shaped me and molded me into who I am today. And the voice that I want to have, because, a lot of people haven't grown up in the same way I have. And I feel blessed and I feel fortunate to have the family um, influence and impact that I have on my life. So 
when people, when I, when I learned that people and a lot of people actually don't have that. And so if I can be that voice of encouragement, if I can be that person speaking life over them and encouraging them, then like, what better gift can you give somebody? Mm. That's Is that the hurt movement, Tay? Eh? That's the hurt movement. <laughs> Wrap it up. That's perfect. That's the hurt movement. <laughs> we know what it is now. It is that it encouragement. Is that. I love this. It is true. Do you find it hard putting yourself out there? Like you do have a big following and now you're building the her movement. You're also doing a ton of things with your business in Spinco. So do you find it hard considering what your high school experience was like putting yourself out there and like having any scrutiny or any, any comments or negativity? How do you deal with that? This is such a good question. I'm so glad you asked this. <laughs> this is also such a hard question to answer, but I like hard questions. I like challenges. Um, so yes. Um, when I, I actually held back a lot. So I think I've kind of gone back and forth with putting myself out there and, and being this figure of encouragement and being this person that puts myself out there a lot and then holding back. And I've been in relationships where they didn't like it. And so I would hold back because I want it to be loved and accepted. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, I think to be real, really real with you, um, I get a lot of hate messages, actually. It's hilarious. And I did not find it hilarious in the beginning. So I've learned I've learned to love myself again. And like, there's layers of self-love. So I think in the beginning of the self-love journey, you're like, Oh yeah, I got this. Like, Oh, um, my friend sent me an amazing quote today. She, she, you could, she said, um, Oh shoot. What was it? Um, don't prove your haters wrong. Prove your lovers. Right. And Ooh, I love, love that, that so much, like, Holy moly, like mic drop. So good. So I think that I've kind of, at first, um, it was really hard to put myself out there. And obviously, like I said, I went back and forth. Um, and then I realized one day that if I'm going to be loved for anything, it better be who I actually am. And like, I don't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to be restricted. And I have so much that I want to share. And it's, it's a huge part of my expression. Right. Mm. And I think that I've obviously wanted to share I wanted to express myself since I was a little girl and to put myself in a box or put myself in a cage and, and restrict myself is like the worst thing I could do. It's like a disservice to myself and a disservice to the world because I've also received so many messages from people that are like that thing that you said that day, like changed my life. And I received a message from a girl that was dying of cancer in a hospital bed. And she listened to one of my podcasts and one of the stories that I posted on my story, she said that literally changed the way I viewed life and I'm recovering. Like, I don't think that I would have recovered from this because mindset is everything. And like the way that you view life. And if you have the energy or if you have that fire to keep going, like if, if I could have that impact on that girl, like what else, like, if, if that's just me standing in my truth, like that's the coolest thing ever. And she just needed to hear that in a way that I was able to deliver. And it, it's yeah. so cool that like everyone has that ability to impact another person's life. So I think that everyone should use their voice. And that's why my podcast is called use your voice. Um, I don't know. I just, there's so much power in that. And, and um, the hate comments sometimes, you know, it's, it's a journey. So sometimes like uh, the other day or I think like a month ago, um, 
someone said like, I effing hate your voice. And, and she, so this is what happens. And like, maybe I can do a little lesson for people. It's like, when you send a story to your friend and um, they reply to the story, like they're actually replying to you. So I get a lot of those messages and I'm like, you know, I could show you how to not do this. If you really want to like talk bad about me or like talk negative stuff, like, I don't know. And so I always end up like, this is my new thing. It's weird, but I like it. And it's been working. Mm-hmm. I just say, and, and the kill with kindness thing can work. It doesn't always work because people aren't always ready and that's their own thing. And maybe they're just there to teach you a lesson rather than to be your friend. Um, so I always kill with kindness, send some hearts. They always apologize a couple of hours later, making up an excuse of how they were talking about a voice, something, something an else. excuse, a full excuse. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I just kill with kindness and it normally works and we end up being internet friends. But, um, I think that there's a lot of judgment, not because of what I'm doing. And you know what? Someone probably, a lot of people probably think my voice is annoying, but like, that's not the point. It's the point that you're judging. You're spending your time Mm -hmm. judging someone else and um, criticizing someone else. And, and it's really hard. It's really freaking hard to put yourself out there all day, every day. But Mm -hmm. like my mission is so much bigger than that fear of being judged right now that it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. Um, it used to matter more, but now it doesn't. And it's teaching, it's actually giving me, um, content. So I say thank you. <laughs> yeah, I well, that. I think too, cause even if it's like people that you don't necessarily know, or even if I it's don't like know any st- of the people, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even stupid insults, like at some point it just does wear you down no matter how confident you are. And I think Ellen DeGeneres, I remember her on a Letterman interview. I thought this was so cool she's like, I can't read the rave reviews about my performances or things I've done because if I ever believe those, then I have to believe the bad things they say about me too. So, so Mm. true. And I think it just goes back to what you're saying. It's like, you just have to do what's right for you Mm -hmm. without worrying about critics, good or bad. Mm -hmm. But as long as you're expressing yourself, Mm -hmm. then you can at least be true to, to who you want to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the, haters are only hating because they have something internally that needs to be like in internal that needs to be healed. And, um, we all are on that journey. So it doesn't make me any better than them. It just make like, I just, I just think that, um, judgment is part of human nature. And if you can get to a point where you are in your life that you can stop yourself before taking action, um, that's a, beautiful lesson in life to be able to That's do the more you do it the less you have those judgment ju- judgmental thoughts and I, and I think as women like we're trained almost to to put down other people so or other women and like because of insecurities that you know from the pressures of this is what is perfect in society and this is what's going to be loved and valid validated and accepted and we all just want to be loved and accepted hmm I think our, our number one fear or our number one uh, doubt is that we're not enough. Totally. I think I've got a board in front of me and it says it probably on like, I'm looking at it right now, a piece of paper right in front of me that says I am enough. <laughs> yeah. 
But you know what? It's funny because I was thinking about this the other day with trying to prepare for the her event. And and I'm kind of trying to figure out, I know it's six days away, but I'm kind of trying to figure out like, what does the world need to hear right now? And is saying you are enough. Do people understand that? Do they actually know what that means? They don't. Because, you you know, people repost quotes all the time. I do it all the time. I'm like, you're enough. You're beautiful. You're worthy. Like, but we've heard that so much. It's like, what does that mean? And how, how do I can, how do I convince, how do I, how do I truly at my core believe I'm enough? Um, Mm. You know, so that's kind of where I'm at right now with that, because I'm like, that's not enough for women right now to just say you, you are enough. Cause I mean, you have to, you have to firmly believe that with like a thousand percent conviction. Yeah. I think that's such a good point. Cause I think you, I use, we talk about this all the time, but a five minute journal, I know I do that practice every day and I know you're into gratitude practice as well, Tay, but it's kind of hard that those words do resonate when you are in a good headspace and you do believe like, yes, I got this. I'm feeling so confident. Everything's working out the way I feel good about myself. And I, I do feel like I'm enough, but if you don't and you're in a bad space, like those words, I don't think absorb in the way. No. So it's hard for women to get there. I think sometimes to, to, to feel like they are. And, and it, I think that's just part of the journey is like, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. And you're, figuring out when you're in those like dark or bad places, like how to get yourself out. And then you realize like, that's what happens. And it becomes beautiful then because you realize that you are. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's such a journey for all of us. And we can have those good days and we can have those bad days. And one day we're like, yeah, we're the best thing ever. And the next day it's like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? And who am I? And all these thoughts. So it's like, it is totally a journey. Um, I've been talking a lot about gratitude lately. Um, I'm actually launching a gratitude journal on Sunday. So I'm excited. So um, cool. Yeah, that is the product that I'm going to be launching on Sunday. And I haven't told anyone yet. So you guys are the first to know. Nice. Um, so I'm excited because honestly, um, gratitude, if someone were to ask me, uh, if you were to ask me, what is like the one thing that you do every day in your daily routine that has completely transformed your life? I will say my gratitude practice a thousand times over because mm. gratitude has the power to change the way you view the, view everything. It, it changes the lens that you, you know, look through when you look for beautiful things, you will find beautiful things like seek and ye shall find. Well, seek it and you will find you know, put it out there. It, it actually, so Dr. Mallory gave me a little science lesson the other day. So it releases oxytocin, serotonin, and dopamine, which are all the hormones, the good hormones. And the feel good ones. The feel good mm. hormones. And, and she also gave me a pronunciation lesson. Um, <laughs> Tell <day>. us. <laughs> we could um, use those. <laughs> so um, you can't be scared and grateful at the same exact time. So the more that you build that gratitude of like actually living in gratitude, you can't be scared. And like right now we're scared. It's scary. I'm scared. People are scared. And it's, it, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of uncertainty around the world, but if we practice gratitude and then it, it's, I, I said, it's like our weapon, it's our weapon against the world right now, what we're being faced with. And I was listening to a podcast the other day and he said, when when gratitude isn't experienced, love isn't expressed and love is a thing, love, love, love beats all love is all. And that's the power that, that 
thing that you build, that gratitude practice is, is the weapon against all things. I, I truly believe that. And, and I just think that if I can offer the, the people that are coming to the her event on Sunday, like if I can offer them one thing that I do every single day that has changed me, that completely transformed my life, it is my gratitude practice. And um, it's powerful. It's our armor right now and, and all the time. And if you can build that, if you can live more and more in gratitude, the more better off you will be, the more positive you'll be, the less depressed you'll be, the more, the less anxious you'll be, um, the more calm. You'll just live honestly a happier life. Absolutely. And you'll notice things you love in your life. You start, yeah. The list piles up. It's cool. And they can be, they don't have to be huge and grand. They can just be like, I'm thankful for my morning coffee or I'm grateful for my call I had with someone last night. Like there, I think people probably even put too much weight on what they have to be grateful for, how they have to be grateful. And you just have to start by thinking very small. Simple. Yeah. Or whatever comes to you. Simple. Thank you. That, that is such a thing that I've been talking about too, is like, it doesn't have to be crazy grand things. It can be, like you said, your coffee or whatever. Like it can be the warmth of your coffee in your hand in the morning, like super mm. simple things, like smile on someone's face or the roses or the green juice. I don't know. Something mm. simple. And I always recommend that you do it in the last 24 hours, the white cloth. <laughs> the white cloth. I will say I'm a diehard for meditating and is like the staple in my uh, kind of self-care practice. But even, you know, the gratitude list is the thing that if I take it away, I, I really do notice I'm not looking at things in the same way. It's super powerful. So even for people who have a hard time meditating, like the gratitude list might be the practice for them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I honestly think that grat- the gratitude practice is a form of meditation. And I, I, so I don't, so I've always actually, maybe you can help me because I've always struggled with a meditation practice because in my mind, I think I built it up as to be like, sit on a pillow and, you know, and you know what I mean? And I, that's not it. And, um, I mean, it could be, and that's beautiful if it works for you. But for me, it's like, I, I'm the type of person that my mind is always going. So I, I need meditation actually to, to calm myself. And I was listening to Gabby Bernstein today and she said that it's basically like having a cup of coffee. And I was like, wow, I need that in my life. So I think that um, meditation is really powerful if you, but I also think that it can be many different things. Like I think even riding a spin class is meditation. Totally. Well, Sarah really taught me about meditation and I've recently got back into it, but I love how you put it, Sarah. It's like, see what comes up. It's not necessarily, and you hear about this in Headspace and all these different meditation um, apps and programs, that it's not about being completely quiet. It's about being quiet and still, but shutting off your brain, that's hard. It, it's kind of seeing what thoughts are coming and going and, and who what's coming up and how do you feel about them. And, and if there's things that always come up, maybe that's something that you can start to, to think more about after. And I love, I loved Sarah, how you always say that. It's like, what actually like shows up or what comes up for you? Like it's, it, it's embracing those thoughts as well, not just silencing everything in your mind. Yeah, Being awareness to what the thought is. And then it's like, okay, do I want to keep that? Or mm. <laughs> Yeah. Or does it keep coming back? And I really, I was listening to Oprah and um, Eckhart Tolle the other day and they, he said, I think therefore I am. And that's kind of what you're saying about being grateful and, and being stressed or angry or something. It's like, 
what you're thinking and what you're being focused and present about, like that's what you're going to feel and think. So if you're being grateful for your family or your job or whatever it might be, like that's, you're going to just like literally embody and feel that. And it's such a beautiful thing. Like really, I love it. Yeah. Love that. Oh, well, Sarah, you're going to have to give me some tips. We'll do a minute. We'll do a meditation. (laughs) It could be all things, all things. I love that. I think there's so many different forms of meditation. And I I think moving meditation is really powerful, like walking meditation maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I get it depends like what works for you. When Mm -hmm. I used to run a lot, that would turn into like a super big meditation. Like you, anytime you're losing track of time, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's just being present. We talked to Tara Forgeron um, a couple of weeks ago and she said she has kids and she's super busy and, and it's really important for her to be mindful and practice meditation, but sometimes she can't. So she talked about even when she's like cutting or, or cooking or whatever she's doing, just chopping something to like hear the sound of the knife on the wood and just like feel what that object feels like and just be present and and feel that that is also a form of meditation. So I think that's a really easy way for people. If you're out for a walk, feel the sun on your face, like don't listen to music, just be in that moment. I just want to meditate after this, guys. This is so good. You guys are in a Zen cloud right now. I freaking love it. Hey, this has been so awesome to have you on. We've got one last question for you. One of the things that we have been asking everyone, we want to know what lights you up right now. Ooh, okay. So a lot of things always light me up. Um, (laughs) What lights me up? What lights me up? Um, Well, for like the, her movement is lighting me up big Mm. time right now. Totally. Um, Yeah. Like crazy. And, and honestly, the comeback of Spinko is lighting me up too. Um, I know we haven't really talked about Spinko. um, So that's for sure lighting me up because I'm so eager to like, so I love creating community and I love Mm. creating hype. Like I'm actually the biggest hype girl ever. And that's, (laughs) it's just, I'm I'm such a hype girl. So it's funny because I, um, the girl that does like all my accounting and all the organizing, like she's the girl that makes everything happen at the Her Movement. I just, all my crazy ideas. Um, But today I was like, I just created so much hype for this event and I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know. And like, it's all part of it. Anyway, Spinco, comeback, training, that's what we're calling it. Um, That's lighting me up and the Her Movement on Sunday is lighting me up. Oh, I freaking love it. Okay, so for all the Spinco fans and diehards, can you tell us anything about the Spinco comeback? Oh yeah. It's going to be strong. (laughs) Um, so it's actually going to be crazy. It's going to look so different, but it's not going to feel any different. Like you will still feel part of our family, even though we can't hug you, even though we can't cheers you, we're going to make it feel, we're going to make you still feel the same way that you felt when you were at the studio. Um, 17 bikes in the studio in Bedford, 20 in Halifax. Um, it's, it's going to look different. It really is. But um, I think that this is a time where we're taking this challenge. I mean, the whole past three years, we've been preaching and talking about it in class. Like, you know, if, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. So this is our time to show up in that. Like, we've been preaching that. We better live that. So I'm fired up to, to make that. Like, hey, guys, like, you know, all this stuff that we've been telling you for three years, it's time to actually embody it. And like, this is our comeback. And, um, it's, it's going to be awesome. It's not going to be, it's just going to look different. It won't feel different. 
I feel like Spinco is such a diehard community and you have just amped them all up. Like, let's go come back season all in. <laughs> I love it. I have one We're more question. We're all ready to ride. All okay. right, Ash. Tay, what would you tell that girl with those yellow sandals on that took them off? Like, what would you tell her now? Wear your freaking sandals. Wear whatever you want because it is who you are and you need the world to know who you are. Don't hide yourself. Don't hold back. Don't let other people's opinions dictate how you show up in the world. That's what I would say to that little Virtual high fives. That was amazing. (laughs) I love it. I've been thinking about that for a long time because my daughter is going to wear those polka dot sandals and walk down her hallway and not put them in her locker. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, Tay, it's time for Westygrams. This is a game that Ash and I play. It is a made-up game. You know nothing about it, but it's very easy. All you do is pick a number between 1 and 97, and I'll read you out a question. Sorry, 1 and 87. I'll read you out a question. You answer it. We'll all go around and pick a question. Rapid fire. I pick a question for you guys. No, you pick a number. 1 to 87. What one? 55. 55. See what we got. What is the best dad joke you've ever heard? Oh, no. <laughs> what does a dad joke even mean? <laughs> just, a, just like a, a bad joke, probably. Well, that's probably, I shouldn't a, say the, that. A cheesy, maybe you're... Cheesy joke. You have nieces or maybe I something do. just like a funny joke you've heard. We can, we can do another. I actually spent last night writing down jokes. Give me one. Give me a good one. Why'd the banana go to the hospital? <laughs> Why? Why? He wasn't peeling very well. <laughs> but we need Mark to add a sound. Is that a joke? <laughs> what? Is that a dad joke? Totally. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for educating me on that. Can I pick another number? You can. T- yes. So we'll do 55 as mine. So you pick another number. That's yours. Okay. Um, 22. 22. Petty or Manny? Oh, both. <laughs> I'm Which none of us have right now. Right now, one finger is any. I'll take that. <laughs> if I had to choose Manny, because I can do my own, I can do my own toes, but I struggle with my hands. Okay. I learned that in quarantine. Wouldn't that be so nice right now? What a luxury! What a luxury we don't have right now. I know, but you know what? We'll make it. We'll we'll get through it. We'll be fine. We're going to get through it. Ash, what number do you want, gal? Oh, I want to say 42. 42. What are we going with? All right, Ash. <laughs> what What are your thoughts on juicing? Is that really what it is? <laughs> yes. Okay. I love it. I think it's great. I love a good juice. And I actually, my 33rd birthday is on Thursday and I've actually oh. been debating if I want to do like a 33, not a juice cleanse for 33 days, Jeez. let's just put that out Jesus, there. Jesus, like, I was just like, what the hell's wrong? You will fade away to nothing. No, that's <laughs> not going to happen. But I was thinking about doing like a 33 day something, just like a journey. Ouch. Yeah. And then I was going to do maybe like a, a three day juice cleanse to kick it off. And so I feel like I'm, I've never done a full juice cleanse, but I kind of want to try it to see I if I have like a lot of energy or whatever. My skin will glow. In the, off chance that you become cranky while on an only juice diet, I'll just see you at the start and I'll let Jeff hang out with you at the end. <laughs> yeah, you're in the bubble now. <laughs> I know. 
No, I don't know. I've been thinking about those. I don't want to put like too much pressure around it, but maybe, maybe a nice little three-day restart would be good for I her. like that. That's so cool. Do you know what I mean? It's like, the new I feel birthday like birthdays is like new year. People really like starting off um, January 1st a certain way. And I feel like that about birthdays. So I like see. that. So Gabrielle Bernstein is doing a 21 day meditation. You could do that and then Ooh. something else for the rest of the days. I think you're right. Maybe it's just something like some type of journey I want to commit to and, and challenge myself. So maybe like meditation that. and a couple day juice cleanse. Sarah can guide you through it. through the celery cleanse and some weird meditation we'll be sad that's very normal for us Sarah I love it thank you so much Tay it's been you've been so inspiring and so positive and we wish you all the luck and success um for your her event we will be there of course we're so excited we're so excited to see your special guests and and all the taking all the inspiration it's going to be really nice and then after the event, you guys can tell me what the her movement is. Perfect. Whoa. Perfect. Whoa. We're down. Okay. Thank you guys so much. It was so great talking to you. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Hi guys. Thanks so much for listening. We love hearing from you. So please let us know what you think. You can email us at rivalandqueen at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and even leave a review. You can find us on all social handles at Rival and Queen. Thanks, guys.